0: Right. Hello everybody, this is Josh, also known as Yashu, and you're tuning into episode 19 of the Tealowide Talks uh, podcast. And today we have a very special and well-known guest like in the building today. He's a Juno nominated producer and sound engineer Born in Iran, raised in Dubai, and has lived in Toronto for a while now. He's worked with the legs of Doovy, Northside Benji, Smiley, Houdini, Young Tory, and many more, and has international acts within placements with Vori and Blue, and has worked with the legs of TJ and Cowboy. He also played a major role in Northside Benji's latest project, The Extravagant Collection. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Bavaral Beats. How are you doing today, man? Good, bro. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. Thank you uh, for coming by to the podcast for the very first time and all that. You know, I've been listening to the projects as a whole, too, like, especially with Beat It Up Bavaro, which you released it last year, was, like, very unique with the track listing, with the amount of, like, guest features on there, like, with... Uh, JC, Young Tori like a whole lot of other acts too Northside Benji, uh, Duvi, and then you know your other work as well too with Two Sides of Me and then also Beat It with Smiley and Blue as well too and then also you know your part like in the Extravagant Collection and all that like I think you've worked in a majority of the songs, or like at least um, like more so like on the feature side, or like yeah, majority
1: side? of the songs were produced by me. So I did basically three of them on that on the album, and then I also overlooked the mixes on all the songs.
0: Yeah, most definitely. And you you were also like nominated uh, for the album too, so that was a kind of like an interesting thing as well. So yeah,
1: yeah for, for sure, we got we got the chance to get nominated for best rap album on the Junos this year. So. That was a really good opportunity for us, you know, like, yeah, we didn't win it, but now we're on the map, you know what I mean? Like, they have people are like, they know who we are now, you know, What, what we're trying to do with this music stuff, you know? take it to another level yeah man no, most
0: definitely you know like thank you uh, for coming by uh today and all that you know like i've seen like your other interviews as well too with we love hip-hop and like your recent article with six buzz that was like i think released a couple years ago and all that like just like reading them over and like viewing them and it has like an interesting uh, vibe too in that sense too but like since like this is your first time on like the podcast i want to start off by talking about like you know your upbringing and all that so you were born in Tehran, uh, raised in Dubai, and you know you lived in Toronto for a while now. So, what were like the environments like for you as a kid at the time, like in like all free pl- in all three cities?
1: So, as in 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 Iran, I, I don't really remember as much because uh, like I said, like uh, I was I moved at a really early age. So when I was in grade one, uh, I moved to Dubai, and then I had to start there in grade two uh, because I was already fast forward like fast checked everything so <clears throat> when we did that um i stayed there till grades uh five and then grade six i came to toronto so in dubai it's like you know like when i was there it's not as like the luxury place as as it is now like i saw all that get built type shit you know like Basically, I saw, like, everything become what it is now, you know? Yeah, exactly.
0: And uh, they had, like, a lot of, like, you know, like, oil mines, too, back then, uh, before. But it wasn't as, like, prevalent, like, as that, as now, like, you know, especially with the whole condos and malls and, like, luxuri- luxurious, like, buildings as well, mm-hmm. too, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, when I was over there, like, that's when, like, bare job opportunities were opening up for people to start coming and investing and stuff. So, now it is what it is because of all those people that came, you know, when I was younger, but when I com- when you compare it to Canada, it's just like you're so much like here it's like you really like live you know because like you're free here, you know there's you have freedom and stuff over there is like it's really religious country, you know, so yeah. there's always going to be limitations and like things that you can't do because of the laws and stuff you know, but here like you I, you really appreciate like you know living here.
0: Yeah, most definitely. And this is, like, around, like, the late 90s, like, early 2000s, up until, like, mid-late 2000s as well. That's correct. Yeah. So I guess, like, around that time, like, this is, like, way before, like, the whole, like, 9-11 phase, like, happened. So how was, like, that transition, like, from just enjoying, like, life back then too until now where, like, usually just, like, transitioning to, like, different countries, you know, it has, there's, like, a different level, like, of treatment, especially, you know, people of, like, Muslim origin in that sense. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, even now, like when I like I went to Dubai last year, just to you know with Benji and them, just to celebrate for the work that we did on the album. So when we were when we were over there, um, like when I was coming back, we were, I was there for a long time. So for the for the Canadian government, they probably like. Why is, why is he in there for a month? So when I came back, they, like, you know, put me through security check just because, like, you know, I'm a Middle Eastern guy, too, you know? Yeah, man. So they put me through second check and they checked through my bags and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, so that way. was just, like, that's what you see, like, nowadays, you know? Yeah. Obviously, back then, it was probably not like this
0: yeah not most healthy man,
1: and you know to speak more on the like childhood and teenage
0: life aspect, what were you like you know back then, like as you know before Bavaro beats like you know as like a kid to a teenager until you turned like eighteen and all that
1: yeah, so on uh I got into music when I was pretty young, but it wasn't like this type of music i I started doing playing drums when I was like twelve or thirteen years old, I think, and then from then, I just like music was just like like a thing for me you know i always liked creating or like so like even when i would learn drums like i would go and like play a song and like i would try to like replicate the drums of the song and play along with the song you know just to like you know teach myself to like play with any song and then from that i I transitioned to djing so that was like when i was like 16 years old 15 i started djing and then i'm like i really liked the whole concept of like you know mixing songs and like you know, creating songs and like just doing the being in control of the vibe, basically. You know, yeah, most definitely. So, so like when I did that, um, that's when I started to produce after, cause I'm like I want to make my own music. You know,
0: yeah. um, like, mind if I ask, were there like you know like other like systems uh, that you had that kind of like fueled <laughs> like that level of music? Like, I don't know at home like if you play played video games and such, where there was like a Guitar Hero or like a Beatles like rock band or like you know like a karaoke like type thing that kind of got you into that sense too or was it just straight up within the producing
1: yeah so like 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 you said like video games guitar hero and stuff so like as a kid like i loved going to arcades because of guitar hero you know like i just liked the whole concept of it and then they didn't have the drums before but recently like when i got a little bit older they started bringing in the drum set too Oh. so i started playing around with that stuff and like my, my i had a friend actually who had one at his house so like we would just go like you know play around fuck around with, with his shit and just like play together you know and then i started to take it serious because i'm like yo i really like doing this you know like especially the drums part so that's why like when it comes to my beats like i'm very like critical on the drums you know like that's like my specialty as a producer
0: yeah, most definitely, man. And, you know, like moving to Toronto in that sense, too, like, I know that you've already explained this, like at a certain amount of times, like, how was that transition, like, uh, transition, like, you know, like moving to different countries and just like adapting to a Western uh, culture in that sense, too, you know, just was it like a total, like shock uh, value, like in that sense, too, like a life change and all that? Or was it like sort of like the same from like Dubai to, to Toronto in that sense?
1: Yeah, so Iran, like I said, I probably wouldn't remember as much, but it could be very similar, as since they're both really like religious countries. Yeah. So, excuse me, for that for that one, like, um, I don't think like really much changed, especially because I was a kid. Like, you know, I don't really can understand much, but when I came here, I I was pretty like older, you know, so that was like a very shock to me, cause, like, you know, like I said here, like the freedom's crazy, you know, yeah. like you can like swear on the road talk whatever you want to someone and say whatever you want to someone people are smoking weed you know what i mean yeah. so like me as a kid i'm like holy like this is so overwhelming <laughs> you know what i mean, yeah, like, know what you mean man. Yeah. you're like fuck should i do it like it's <laughs> like you yeah. know like it's
0: kind of like a whole like peer pressure type thing and all that like yeah and, like it's usually like engaged like when you see it like firsthand too like i've noticed like people come from different areas like you know like, the first six months, like, they're kind of, like, adapting to the culture, like, a little bit, too. Like, in, like, you know, like, fragments in that sense, too. But, like, a year or so later, like, you know, they're a totally, like, different person in that yeah, sense. No? So exactly. Like, yeah, but, I'm like,
1: I, with weed and stuff, too, like, I didn't even start smoking till like, I was in high school. You know what I mean? Because I was always afraid of weed as a kid, you know? Because, yeah. like, I moved here in grade six. So, grade six and eight, like, till eight, like i was still like you know like still like not trying to do anything like whatever it would be re- like like pictured as bad you know yeah. what i mean yeah, most the things that were not allowed in Dubai, I wouldn't do here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no,
0: exactly. No, I know what you mean, man. And um, I know th- that you've uh, talked about you know like your influences and stuff, like within like article like on Six Plus and on like We Love Hip Hop. But what were like some artist sounds that you listened to like uh, throughout that time? Uh, like you know like whether it's like the rock stuff or like the hip hop, like whether like other stuff like R and B or like pop music in that sense too, or just
1: yeah. So um, for me, like when it came to like when I was playing drums and stuff, like. I liked, obviously, listening to, like, the Metallicas and all those guys. And then, but when I came to, like, listening to music, as in when I became a producer, was more, like, I started looking into people, like, producers like Metro Boomin, Southside, you know, Young Chop. You know, those guys were, like, Zaytoven. Those guys are, like, to me, like, like the GOATs, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, like, they they paved the way for a lot of producers that are really big right now, yeah. you know?
0: And you would, like, consider them, like, your major, like, influences like, when it comes to your sound in that sense, too? Or were there, like, other people, like, around that had that, like, different influence in that sense?
1: Yeah, so, like, for for me, it was. And then Murder Beats really got big. And then that's when I also, like, fuck with his shit because he's very diverse producer, you know? Like, he has his hands in every genre, you know what yeah, I mean? So, so, like, that's what I really fuck with and that's what I think will be, you'll be a successful producer... If you have, like, your hand in everything, you know what I mean? Okay. You're getting checks from every genre, basically, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, most definitely, man. And aside <laughs> from, like, the
0: people that you've worked with, you know, with Duvi, Benji, um, Vori, and, like, also, like, with TJ and Blue and all that, who would you like to work with someday that you've never really worked with
1: before? Like, as in, uh, like, international? Uh, either, like, in the city or either international and all that, you know? Uh, like in the city I can't I can't lie I've I've actually worked with almost everyone that's pretty like you know popular in the city you know thankfully and but when it comes to like obviously international like I love Lil Baby you know what I mean that's yeah. like a lot of the beats I make too is just like his his type beat you could say yeah. but um, I really fuck with this new guy too named Friday so I wanna probably work with that guy too and um, you know the Lil Dirk.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Most definitely, man, and all that. I mean, uh, F- uh Four and all that. Like, he's also like fired to Kodak. Um, like, hopefully that works out. Like, there was like this one Toronto producer that actually produced, uh, like No Flocking and all that. Uh, Vinny X uh, Prod. Um, and that was like the biggest song like ever to date from him and all that. Like, I think. A lot of like major songs nowadays, like in the t- in um, like the American like music scene and like all over, like were from Toronto producers in that sense too. Um, like I think you know, Slippery with Murder and all that, as well as like mm-hmm. I think
1: uh, Bad Mushi too. I think I don't know if uh, Murder produced that, but no, no, for sure because even right now, like we have, uh, um, he's my he's actually my my friend too. He's my homie. Um, his name's Evergreen, and uh, he actually did the little baby song on me. You know. And that's that was him and uh, uh, Chi-Chi. He's a Atlanta producer that mm-hmm. works with Lil Baby and them. So he actually got that placement. You know what I mean? And look at that. You know that song is a pretty big song right now. But like you, like like you said, there's a lot of like like Canadian producers that are like doing like these things called loops. Yeah. So like what they do is they send out these big producers melodies to use. You know, and that's how they get placements because they're basically giving them the melody and all they do is just put drums you know yeah most definitely
0: um you know i kind of skipped over this question too uh but was producing like an initial goal or idea that you wanted to do for a career or a job or was there like something (coughs) else that you like
1: really wanted to do in that sense like when i was a kid like i i always thought i'd be a lawyer for some reason i don't know why I just the whole aspect of it like really intrigued me but Like, you know, that's just, like, when you don't really know the, like, I was just, like, a kid, you know, just thinking, like, it's that easy type shit, you know? Yeah. I'll be, always make jokes, be like, I'll go to Harvard one day, (laughs) but, no, like, I don't know, I feel like when I just got older, it's, like, you kind of open your eyes and you see, like, what makes you happy, and, like, I just decided to, like, do something that makes me happy, you know, even, like, so when I, it's it's better I just put my 100% in something I like to do than, like, Put my 50% in something I don't like yeah, to do you know
0: yeah no, most definitely and all that and I know like with high school too like I know some people will influence you to kind of find your career pursuit like within high school and all that with I don't know if you took like civics class in high school like in ten, like you had yeah. to take that you'd have to like, well careers and civics like you'd have to take that and all that and then they'll help you out with like university and college type stuff if not you're just going to be in the workplace and all that but would, would you say that high school was like sort of like beneficial at the time
1: or not really Uh, I actually, I was actually lucky because I went to an art school, so, um, my school was, like, everything was based on the arts, like, we were, like, we were strong in the art section when it came to, like, pictures or paintings and, like, music and everything, you know, and then, so, like, I, I actually ended up joining my school band as a drummer, you know, and then I was, like, drumming for the school band for, like, three years, and then I stopped the last year because, um... I just I had I had a I I basically failed my um co-op class so I I I didn't I couldn't have a spare anymore, and I needed time to like basically do the homework and stuff again. Yeah. So like I start I decided to like put the drums aside and just if I want to focus on music I'm gonna start focusing on the producing you know, instead of doing the school band stuff.
0: Normal stealthy man and. <clears throat> I think we're just getting back onto the music aspect uh, right now. So you had two projects, City Trauma and uh, Beat It Up. Uh, what were like the creative uh, processes for you like for those projects?
1: Um, the first one, Beat It Up, was more because of my tag. And why I call my tag Beat It Up of is because I, I used to find it funny. Because like, I had a girl first do my tag and then it says Bavaro beat it up. And then, you know, like that, sh- that could go two ways. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? So like that was basically the thing about it. And I just decided to keep it. And then I had another person do me a new tag. And then I just just really fuck with his tag super hard. So I just kept that one as the main tag now. Yeah. And yeah, so. Okay.
0: So like usually like in two senses and all that, like either it's going to be like, you know, consens- consensual and all that, you know, with, you know like the whole making out and all that and then like there's the other aspect of like actual like boxing and all that like yeah add this like thought like if you'd actually have like these like boxing gloves that say like beat it up Bavaro and all that like that would actually like sell out well you know
1: yeah that, no that'll be that'll be cool for sure do some merch hopefully someday yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah I think like with merch like I think like there are like some good ideas that you could do I mean with the whole beat it up tag you know like Bavaro you know it might be ironic, but condoms, you know, like, you know, many people need condoms in a sense, too. So <laughs> honestly, like just selling it in that sense, too, like, yeah, you definitely like make money the way or like boxing gloves and all that. Like, you
1: know, people are getting into the ring now you know, and all that, you know, like. No, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, that'll be definitely something funny to look into for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most definitely, man. Uh, the stage name. How did you manage to get that stage name by any chance? This is actually a really interesting one because, um. Like I said, I used to really be into like, like when I was when I got into the DJing aspect, like I was super into house music. So like, I have a I have like a really like easy like I have a like a easy ear. Like what I mean by that is like, I'll listen to a lot of different type of music. You know what I mean? Like I'm not always like in a box listening to like the same stuff. You know, I like to like go to different genres and see like what other people are doing in these like areas. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. When it came to that, it's like I there was this DJ named Alvaro, you know, and like he was really sick, like back in the mind, like when I was yeah. younger. So I'm like, yo, I really like this guy's ring to his name, you know, like the Varo part, you know. So I'm like, let me just like literally I'm just saying random words like B- B- Bavaro, Cavaro, Lavaro. just saying a bunch of words until the Bavaro one like stuck to me. And I find out that's actually a city <laughs> in Dominican Republic as well. So I get that yeah. question a lot if I got inspo yeah. from there.
0: Like, if they were to ask if you're, like, Dominican <coughs> and all that, or, like, Spanish and all that, because, yeah. like, you know, a Persian guy, like, named Bavaro Beats, like, it's, like, kind of, like, a rarity in that sense, you know? So, yeah, exactly. Like, they would have to assume, like, either way, like, with the skin tone, like, beard and all that, so... Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's most, facts. Most definitely.
0: Um, You know, with the music that you make right now, which are, like you know, hit projects and singles, like, you know, Project Baby and all that, Beat It, um, and also, like, with Two Sides of Me versus, like, your previous uh, music, Would you did you feel that there was, like, a significant change for the better, like, in your music and all that?
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, um, I personally, like, think, like, my music, like, my beats ha- have changed in quality as in the mixing of my beats, because I'm, I'm an engineer as well, and so, like, I'm very key on my own beats, like, mixing them. So, like, when I'm making them, I'm mixing it at the same time. So, I just save myself that second step, you know? Yeah. So, uh, the more the more beats I make, the more things I find that I could fix, you know what I mean? So, when it comes to quality or, like, different sounds. So, like, so like, like I was saying, I listen to a lot of other music, you know? So, yeah. I try to replicate maybe, like, a house melody, but, like, put it on, like, a trap drums, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like that's when I started tapping into, like, I could say maybe a different whole other genre type stuff. You know what I mean? Like a whole other vibe that you could you know
0: Yeah, no, exactly so have you like listened to
1: like some of the stuff before
0: like i don't know if it's like jersey club or like baltimore club and all that like it's just like that whole like edm music that's kind of like popular nowadays with rap i mean there's this guy named um too rare that works with like uh dirk and Emily Chapa that actually makes that type of stuff so was that kind of like the vibe that you were like on for a bit too or yeah
1: like like not not to say like i want to start making house music or anything like that it's just like maybe just get like you know like some 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 uh some just take 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 the sauce from all all <laughs> the little thing you know what i yeah. mean like why i like this beat why do i like this house song this is the reason okay i'm gonna take this and i'm gonna start maybe replicating on my, on my uh, on my beats you know what i mean see yeah. how that sounds you know Yeah, most definitely
0: you know i never really (coughs) asked this for like you know producers or like other artists as well too but have you ever had any experience working with like female artists like from the city before or like just out of state and if so what was like that experience like
1: um i honestly as of right now i'm working with three female artists um one of them i think you might know lady sp yeah 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 so i'm the uh, we just got tapped in together but um I have two other artists that I'm also working with. Um there's they're not like like out out as much yet, but yeah, like, okay. you know, they, they have a good sound that I fuck with. One yeah. of them's named Jude and the other one she goes by Kitiana. So they're both two different type artists, yeah. but one of them is, like more in the like the you know, more in my type of sound yeah. that I like. She likes to go in the rock star trap vibe, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. And the other one's are like a basically like a more of a gangster rap. Yeah,
0: most definitely and all that. Because I know, like, nowadays, too, with, like, female artists, like, in the city and all that, like, it's bigger and better than ever. But then there's, like, a whole lot of, like, conversation, like, sparking up about, like, female artists, like, in the city, if they're putting in more work than the male artists. Like, I know, uh, like, right now, it's, like, Chromas, Paris Richards, uh, Tia Banks. uh supposedly plush um the girl who made like the spliff is like ida type thing and then like a whole lot of like other people too and mm-hmm. all that so it is interesting to see in that sense too but how do you even uh, feel about like the female artists like uh, rising up right now
1: yeah honestly like out toronto wise like i i really just follow the girls that i'm i'm working with personally not to like just to, like this that's how i do with the people i yeah. work with but awesome. like in international when it comes to us like i'm super like i fuck with this girl named glorilla yeah i think she's super hard you know what i mean because like we need girls like that you know like yeah she got that ratchet sound to her you know what i mean she's not coming out with the like the cheesy stuff as in she's always not talking about the sex appeal she's talking about like you know some gangster shit which is which is pretty cool you know and like like we need like artists that like you know that could tap into that bag you know
0: yeah, most definitely, man, I know like you've worked with like a lot of people before too, but like you know like in Toronto right now, I think people emphasize like the whole like street rap being like the only toronto Toronto underground like scene that you should only focus on to, but then a lot of the most you know like popping artists right now that are doing more so like shows and like getting like product placements are usually either like female artists or like non like street related artists but like you know even in that sense too to be respected like by the mainstream did you ever feel like that there's like a stigma for those types of artists to be recognized and taken seriously as opposed to like street artists like in that sense too and what do you think can be done to remove the stigma
1: well like why the street rappers are more popping because they're more entertaining right because there's a little bit of a drama behind them you know yeah. when it comes to their music like people want to hear who they're dissing now like who they're talking about now you know they're not really taking in, like, the craft of the music, you know? So, like, you have artists that, like, are harder working, you know, and they're really putting in work, and, like, it's really good music, but, like, they can't really get get their name out there because they're not from no block or, like, even if yeah. they are, like, they're not trying to promote that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're not trying to promote any of that, you know, because you don't want to be promoting yeah. uh, all of that, you know, just to get clout. Yeah.
0: No, oh, exactly. Um, I don't know if you saw this post on like IG or Torontology and all that, but it was like uh, this Toronto police officer uh, talking like on a podcast more so about like why these like drill artists are like more famous nowadays. Too. Yeah, I and saw that. So how did you uh, feel about
1: that situation? Yeah, so he's 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 definitely right because like like they're they're trying to, you know, put in work. And get a name for themselves, but they have to be legit about what they're saying, right? So they have to actually go and put in that work, you know? So once you decided that you want to be a drill rapper, you're gonna... The drilling comes with it, you know what I mean?
0: And do you ever feel like, you know, like even in that sense too, because I know like, you know, when you're working with these types of people and all that, like anything can happen too in that sense So like, you know, like a misunderstanding or like a wrong message could lead to like a different situation and... How would you kind of like, you know, like deflect that situation or try to prevent it in that sense if if it were to ever like come to you in that sense?
1: Yeah. So uh, I personally were was almost in a situation like that. But the thing is, like, I, I'm also like I they have a different type of respect. Like I started to work with now, like now I work with people that obviously like, you know, they fully respect me and stuff. But in the beginning, like, you know, when you're trying to just get build build your clientele and just like, especially as an engineer, it was it was just good side money. You know what I mean? So I had a bunch of like, you know, whatever, like a lot of hood people coming up, you know, trying to work with me, you know. So like since like I was working with a lot of these guys, you know, they just felt like entitled sometimes because of like how they move in other with other people. But like once you show people like who you are and like what what you are you're also capable of maybe so like they just like understand you know so like not to not to pull anything like that with you and like especially th- when you have a like a rep and like work that's been put in like you know with all these artists like you know they the artists sometimes vouch for me type stuff you know if he if a guy from his hood came up to me saying this is that like his OG is gonna tell him no you don't you don't talk to this guy this way you know
0: like i do feel like it is like sort of like you know similar to like within certain approaches like I know like you know with producers like they're always gonna get like that next level respect too because they're actually helping out the like, creating the sound and like helping out yeah, you know exactly. the division too and you know there's like this like weird debate nowadays too um it was even on a uh, blog uh t o two there's this guy named uh david David del Rosario and all that you know like he he made yeah, a post that's my homie. He made, like, a post a while back, you know, more so on quitting, like, videography and all that because of these situations where, you know, like, people aren't paying, like, you know, like, the price and all that and people are expecting, like, stuff for free and all that. So, I don't know, like, how you, like, felt about that post, like, that happened.
1: Yeah, so, like, even with David, you know, he's my homie. We were actually in Dubai together and, you know, like, for him to say that is crazy because he's actually very, like, you know, humble guy. He doesn't really, like, speak out, you know, he's a very nice guy you know but um for him to say that like somebody must have really pushed him to the edge because i personally didn't get the 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 details of the situation but if someone's like you know like you could i dealt with situations like people like they're trying to pay me half for this and then they want to drop the song and then they're gonna pay me when they get more money type stuff you know but i know people have money you know what i mean but they just decide not to pay you right now you know Because they don't, they 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 just don't respect you like that. You know what I mean. If someone is like you're, you're giving them the service, the service is done. You should be get, you should get paid for the service that's been done. You know what I mean. You shouldn't like wait for your, for your money like he didn't wait for his service. You know what I mean. It goes both ways.
0: Yeah, no, most definitely, man. I think um even too in that sense. I think um it happens for every creative too because like when they expect something for free and all that, like they expect like high quality art. You know, with a minimum like approach you know like they're expecting like hey could you do this like even though we're not providing the resources and all the resources and all that like even though and they'll kind of say it like within like a team aspect like hey we'll put you on the team and all that well hey we'll do like this for you hey we'll give you like free passes and all that and then you realize too like it's not even worth it like paying like 1k you know or even like 10k of like equipment and all that and then yeah, yeah. see
1: like if someone is is so like so like let's say the artist like for videographer aspect, right? So like, let's say like you're a videographer and like, like you, you have some sort of credits, but not as much. And you have an artist that wants to like work with you, but he's, he's offering to be like, okay, look, I'll buy you a camera, but you're going to do me, you're going to give me free videos. Okay. That's a fair deal, you know, because cameras are very expensive. And if the artist is willing to still work with the videographer, you know, and they build something, that's a, that's a team effort. You know what I mean? So if you have a lot of people that that will do that too, you know, but if you're just going to say like, oh, like, like, like here, I'll rent you a camera, but like, you're going to do it for free. That's not how it goes. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because like he's not getting anything out of that. The camera's gone, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And I do
0: feel like um, even in that sense too, I feel like um, with this culture, like because like a lot of people, either they have the budget or they don't have the budget and all that, even though there are resources and all that, like, it's always, like, that whole, like, you know, I'm going to get, like, that whole, like, five-finger discount and all that, you know, getting it for free. That would benefit me more than, like, anything else because it works out for the budget, too. But even, even so, it goes wrong on both ways and all that. Like, you either might not might not get your footage, you get exposed, or, like, you might get, like, blackballed in a sense to either, like, the person, like, creating the, the product mm-hmm. or just, like, you know, like, that artist, like, receiving that product in general and all that, you know, so.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, it's just, like, it's just all about, like, like who you... You have to just know who you work with, honestly. And, like, sometimes people, like, might seem like, yeah, they're on the gram. They look lit, you know? But really, like, behind it, it's just, like, it's all fake, you know? So, mm-hmm. like, they don't really have all that stuff that they say they do. Yeah, most definitely, man.
0: How do you feel about uh, rapper-type beats right now? And, you know, if it diminishes, like, the artistry, like, when making those types of productions? Because I know, like, a lot of people had that discussion, like, a while back, too. I don't know if it's, like, still, like, a conversation right now or if it's, like, a different, a different vibe right now.
1: Yeah, so, obviously, when I started out, like, I was always, like, you know, like, just to learn, like, hearing... Because I, I would just still listen to beats myself on YouTube just, like, just to listen to see what other people are making, right? So, like, there's a lot of type beats out there, you know what I mean? And that's just because, like, it just helps, like, let's say, the listener to get an idea of what this beat could... Like, who, like, what flows could go on this beat, you know what I mean? It's more like helping the artist, like, vision something, you know what I mean? So they understand, like, how to approach the beat, you feel me? But I personally, when I give out packs, like, I don't send out a pack that says little baby type beats or, like, this is that type beats. I put only Bavaro type beats, you know what I mean? Because that's your brand, you know what I mean? And every beat that you make is your type beat, you know what I mean?
0: Most definitely uh we just have these uh couple questions uh left right here like we might even lead like a little discussion on that uh but um how do you feel about the city uh right now like in terms of like the music going on do you feel like there should be some changes on where the scene should go to or do you feel like it's fine the way it is for everyone involved
1: i mean like you, like everyone involved i think definitely put in more work because we don't have like we have a like a good pretty good lineup of artists but like there's maybe like 5 or f- 6 of them just putting in work you know what i mean mm-hmm. like and like we just like i don't i just feel like people are more invested into like the politics than like their music so if we just fix that and just like focus on music and like imagine like what we could do for the city you know like you got the biggest artists working together you know bringing that so that was even my Me making those tapes was, like, basically trying to achieve that. You know know. what I mean? Because you'll never hear, like, let's say, a Doovie or, like, a Burn Up Bands on the same album. You know what I mean? You'll never hear that because they just, you know? It's
0: politics and all that, yeah. Yeah, so
1: that's what I was trying to achieve as in, like, as a collective. We, like, you know, we come together and, like, no, fuck all all the bullshit, you know, and just, like, do it for the music, you know? So that's what I was basically trying to achieve with my tapes and stuff, so what we could do, we could definitely improve, you know, just, just you know, just keep it positive. Yeah, most definitely. I
0: do feel like uh, right now for me, like, it, there is a good and a bad to it. I think, you know, like, with the bad, there's, like, a lot of issues that come, you know, within funding too. I do feel like not a lot of people really do seek out, seek out, like, funding like that with, like, you know, like, Factor and, like, SoCan and, like, the Arts Council. Like, I do feel like that's, like, important to, like, if people do want to reach out Uh, because usually, like, you know, trap money or like just like even like with a minimum wage type thing you know like you know it might be hard to like pay for the beats and like unless you save up like all that money but like sometimes it could be like the time consuming too i do feel like the exposure is good with like social media like with six buzz and also with keep six solid and like we live hip-hop like i do feel like it's showcasing something like that too even with the indie ones as well too and mm. then So it's kind of like a weird mixture. It's like a good and a bad too in that sense. But I think it's something that Toronto needs. Like right now, I think it's something that... So it's kind of, like, working for Toronto right now than anything else, too, because yeah. I think with a different approach or a different method, like, it's not really going to work out like that. I do feel like, you know, like, even having, like, PR teams, too, or, like, you know, even, like, brand consulting, you know, for, like, certain artists, like, it could actually, like, work out for the better, too, you know, to sharpen their image and to also kind of, like, help them out in a way, too, and, like, I think just, like, remove, like, the toxic energy, like, even going on, too, like, within the scene because... I know there's, like, a lot of stuff, like, Toronto abusers that used to happen, to, and, like, you know, polys going on in the city, so.
1: Yeah, so, like, what I honestly noticed is, like, when you have a team behind you and you have a bunch of people that are help working to make you the star and make you, a like, you know, get you out get you out there, I noticed that those, one, those people are the ones that are most likely succeeding is because their 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 team is trying their best to keep this guy out of the streets and keep him in the studio you know what i mean and just like don't entertain anything like that's negative and like focus on the music and your craft you know what i mean so like and like that's what i've noticed it's just like if you get yourself a team that's like positive people that are just there in the studio working for you and they're trying to put in work for you so you can become big one day that's how you can definitely like achieve and become like we can improve as like as a collective as artists you know
0: Yeah, definitely um, you know aside like even like from the media stuff do you feel like stuff like you know like the whole like Rolling Loud thing that just happened uh, just a while back the academics like live stream that happened like last year and then like, even with like the clubhouse sessions do you think it helped out in a way to bring that exposure or
1: definitely definitely because that like you, like how it started was like the clubhouse with academics right and then those those really like popped off because you have academics. He has a big platform, you know. He's also like a, a reporter and stuff. So he he like him just like talking about Toronto music and even like whatever some sort of politics that they have. Even though it's not good to promote the politics, but you know, as long as we're being talked about, it's like you know, it was a good, it was a good, it was a good move for us, you know. But um, the Rolling Loud was probably the biggest opportunity that Toronto artists got okay. it was because now you have an American company that's here trying to invest and like you know put you guys on but a lot of people took that for granted you know what i mean and just like didn't appreciate their position that they had and they could have like you know done so much more with their position but so like i promise you there are probably a lot more artists that would have taken advantage yeah. of that situation but some of them just don't understand i guess because like you know like maybe in the moment like they think it's like not like that but when you really think about it it's like that's that was probably the biggest opportunity an artist that if you were there, that you, you yeah. had, you know what I mean? Yeah. I do feel like even in that sense too, like some people kind of like
0: digged around on that topic too, like which led to some people getting removed too. And then, you know, underwhelming performances like too in that sense too. And then you've had people that actually really wanted to perform too like i think uh they tried reaching out to roadrunner like for that and then you know it didn't work out work out in that sense too i think they even had like you know like a lot of people like benji too that was supposed to be on there i think he kind of like tur- turned it down i don't know if
1: yeah so yeah benji turned it down because um we we're about to drop an album and where he's not fully like like with his catalog of music like he definitely with his sound definitely improved and is now different than what it was from before it's like a whole nother sound that we were trying to like you know achieve so he was like basically thinking about his craft you know what i mean like he doesn't want to be remembered as like the old benji he wants to he he has this new sound that we're ready to you know give out to the world and stuff so he's he even declined wireless festival you know what Uh i mean he was he was, he was was supposed to perform at Wireless Festival in the UK. Yeah. And he also turned that down because, you know, like, it's just patience, you know? Like, we still have these connections, you know? It's not like they're going to go anywhere. We're definitely going to be there next year. You know what yeah. I mean?
0: Definitely. And, you know, I want to ask, like, more about, like, Benji right now because I never really asked, you know, like, about the artist, like, aspects. So you've been around, like, a lot of people, like Benji and Duvi and also, like, with Vori as well, too. So you know or like even like smiley too like so what were they like you know like outside of the cameras and outside of like the social media and all that like how are they like you know just being around like certain places and all that just Bro,
1: like like guys like you know believe it or not these guys you know just like, regular people like us you know what i mean but it's it's just like well, obviously when you build a relationship with them you know like you see a more you could say like a goofy side of them or like you know joking around you know like Just comfortable with you, you know? Like, Benji especially, you know, he always treated me like, you know, family and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. He always took care of me, you know? Always made sure I was good and stuff, you know? Smiley, too, you know? That's my homie. And he always checks in with me whenever he comes to Toronto because he moved to LA now, so he's over there, so... Like, uh, those two especially, like, really show me a lot of love every time, you know?
0: Yeah, I most definitely. And, you know, even Vori, too, because I know, like, Vori and, like, Benji, they're sort of, like, cool and all that, like, just off the music side and all that. So, what was it like, you know, like, meeting, like, an American artist like Vori, too, and, like, what his vibe is like, you know, like, when making music?
1: Yeah, so, like, with him, I actually didn't have the opportunity to be in the studio, but, um i i i was in a group chat with him and stuff and just like from there it was like i could just understand like he was already fucking with me because he was like he was like yo who made this beat when the on the benji tape right and then he was like yo i need to work with this producer you know and then i I, i'm tapped in with his engineer right now so that's how i got the placement on project baby because i just i sent beats to his engineer
0: Selfie. And I know Benji, like, I think he had, like, uh, an interesting, like, life change for him too Because, like, one of his closest friends, you know, R.I.P. Houdini Like, you yeah. know, he lost him, like, you know, like, just two years ago and all that And, like, you know, maybe, like, that lifestyle kind of changed for him Because, like, you know, like, having, like, someone close to you like that You know, life's, like, not the same too So, has had he ever, like, reflected on that, like, even, like, with the music And even with other stuff going on too?
1: No, for sure, like, you know, he has. he has some tattoos obviously that shows him and then his music he always shouts out you know bro, twin you know even on the tape he had a main song called Long Live Twin you know so he always shows Houdini love and like you know it's just crazy because you know it's just like imagine like you you as a human like you think about your own best friend and then you think about losing him you know and you just think about like what he could be, he could have gone through, you know. But like, what's what he did is like he's he took it and put it in his music, you know what I mean? Yeah. He put the pain in the music, so like everybody could relate to some shit like that, you know what I mean? That's why when you listen to a Benji song, you are just like damn, you know, like he's he's saying some shit, yeah.
0: you know? Uh, most definitely, man. Uh, we just have these uh, last couple things out right now about what's next for you in terms of any of the music, creative projects, and so forth. And do you have any closing remarks you'd like to say? Like, I know the benji's like dropping a project soon as you explained but i don't know if there's like other music like in the works
1: yeah so as of right now um i'm super just focused on um benji's album dropping because i have two i have two tracks on there and then um i also have stuff coming out with smiley again and also worry yeah most definitely man i definitely would love to hear that and all that and
0: um i don't know if you want to like shout out like the socials for people to check to check you out and all that um you know before like we head off
1: yeah you can find me at instagram at bavaro beats with a z and it's b-a-v-a-r-o beats with a z so you guys can if you need any music sessions or engineer sessions beats you can hit me on there and i'll get back to you guys for sure
0: All right, that's great, man. You know Bavara Beats. You know, thank you for coming by on this podcast to like speak like a lot of gems, like speak like on a lot of like interesting stories. I wish nothing but the best for you and all that. You know, I would definitely love to hear like the music soon coming up. Like, you know, either like when it's like released or just like with anything else too. Like, if it happens, you know, like on IG. So like most definitely, like I'll definitely tap in. And for uh, people that's about to watch the episode soon or like just like listen to it, this is episode 19 of Tila White Talks. You could stream it. When it's uh, released on Spotify and on other platforms as well too, you could also view it on YouTube. Uh, you could also check out like my socials too at Lens of Yashu as well as Inhabited Joshua as well too. So definitely uh, check that out. And this is episode 19 of Tiloi Talks with Josh, also known as Yashu, signing off.